This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. Learn more about the country's reliable domestic sugar industry at sugaralliance.org. Good Friday afternoon, I'm Hannah Pagel. The EPA is looking to advance renewable energy projects. AgriPulse's Spencer Chase has the latest. A new program from the Environmental Protection Agency will create $20 billion in grant funding for renewable energy projects across the country. The funding will be split in two directions, a $6 billion Clean Communities Investment Accelerator and a $14 billion National Clean Investment Fund. EPA says rural communities will be eligible for funding through the NCIF grants, which will be split into two or three awards. EPA Administrator Michael Regan took part in an announcement ceremony this afternoon to roll out the funding and said the investments were critical from coast to coast. We are spurring the creation of a first-of-its-kind national financing network to ensure that every community in this country has access to low-cost, clean energy, and technology solutions that will put money back into people's pockets. A handful of members of Congress also spoke at the event, which was highlighted by comments from Vice President Kamala Harris. Grant applications must be submitted by October 12th. For AgriPulse, I'm Spencer Chase. Arlen Suderman with Stone X and Barrett Nelson with the American Farm Bureau Federation spoke on this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers and offered their insights on the latest WASDE report and where the agriculture economy is headed in the future. Suderman says producers in Brazil have flooded the market with corn and soybeans because they decided to expand production last year. Right now they're swimming in red ink because of that as their very weak basis. So they don't have much incentive to expand this next year, but they've got a lot of supplies of corn and soybeans that are continuing to sell. That's hurting our demand right now, particularly combined with currency exchange rate advantages that they have. Here at home, Nelson says it would take a big incentive for U.S. producers to make the switch from planting corn and soybeans. So when we talk about a shift in production or acreage, you're talking a little bit more of a long-term type situation. What happened with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, we were worried about food security for the first time in a very long time. You know, when we see the Ukraine ranking at number six in corn and number seven in wheat production, those are some big numbers. And so the, the uncertainty between that or in that grain corridor for exports, it, it really creates some volatility. Nelson says producers would need to see wheat prices consistently remaining high for farmers to make a change in production in the next growing season. There needs to be an incentive, and that incentive can come in terms of risk or you know, in, in offering a price. And so wheat, a lot of times by a farmer, is seen as more of a safe bet you know, compared to the, the input requirement for like corn, for example. In order to see that, they need to be compensated for that. And if wheat prices would come enough, up enough for a long enough period of time, that's what it would take to see a long-term acreage shift. The featured newsmaker on this week's show was USDA Undersecretary Robert Bonney, who says the investments made to collect environmental data in farm country will not only help advance the Department of Agriculture, but the industry of agriculture as a whole. What we've done, these are dollars from the Inflation Reduction Act. They're intended to improve the way we measure soil carbon, measure methane and nitrous oxide emissions that improve our data, that provide better models, better tools to producers so that they can understand as they decide whether to employ climate smart practices, what the implications of those are. 
You can hear more on USDA's timeline of rolling out funding for climate smart projects on our show, which you can watch on agripulse.com or on RFD TV tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's 11,000 sugar beet and sugar cane farmers produce sugar under some of the world's strictest safety, labor, and environmental standards. The country's sugar industry supports 151,000 good-paying jobs in two dozen states and contributes more than $23 billion to the economy each year. Learn how the U.S. benefits from having a reliable domestic sugar industry at sugaralliance.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting for Agripulse, I'm Hannah Peigel.